high value, low rates. Come on into the Honda Summer Sales Event at your Southwest Florida Honda dealers. Honda is KBB.com's 2021 Best Value brand. Get zero APR up to 48 months on the new 2021 Pilot or 1.9% on Accords, Civics, and CRVs. Take a virtual test drive at SouthwestFloridaHondaDealers.com. See Coconut Point Honda at your main Honda of Naples, Honda of Fort Myers, and Norm Reeves Honda Superstore of Port Charlotte. Call 888-225-1964. Take 15, a Take 3 Wrestling podcast. We're back. It's technically Wednesday morning as myself and our esteemed colleague, Joe Lopez, are recording this episode. Uh, Joe, what's going on? Uh, not much. Uh, well, actually, I think a whole lot, at least in the NXT universe. That's right. The black and gold brand is where we're going to go tonight with tonight's discussion about what's happened in the land of professional wrestling. And we'll start with the biggest news of the night. The night after SummerSlam, August 22nd, NXT TakeOver has been announced. Location to be determined. Uh, time, I guess, still to be determined. Um, is there any chance that this isn't in Orlando? I feel like there's at least a slight chance that they do it still at the, what is it called? The, the Capital uh, Wrestling Center? Yeah, I mean, because I don't know. I don't know. The, I feel like there's at least a chance. Yeah, I don't know that they bring these guys all the way out to Vegas. for the Yeah, night I don't know that I see that happening either. Um, unless it's going to be just basically be at like the, the campus of UNLV at the Thomas and Mack Center maybe. But still, I feel like that's a reach. I feel like if you're going to do that, It'd be better put NXT up against Errol Spence and Manny Pacquiao than SummerSlam, but I digress. Yeah, I don't know. You said a whole lot of words. I did. Uh, all right, so that's the information about what's to come in NXT. Now let's talk about a few that could potentially be a blow-off at that event. Uh, earlier in the evening, Samoa Joe started the show by calling out Karrion Cross, the guy who lost to Jeff Hardy yesterday on Raw. Harvey. Uh, Cross. Oh, Jeff Harvey. Harvey, sorry. Harvey. Mike Adam Lee would be very upset with me. <laughs> um, Gone forever. Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> uh, so we then get no response from Karrion Cross. William Regal comes out and tells Joe, uh, I didn't sign you for this position. You know, the attack was on you as a referee, not as a WWE, uh, basically, management. Right. Uh, so you can't be as pissed off as you want to be. Um, but Joe basically said that, I'm not going to let this go without a fight, and the blood is, may not be on your hands, Mr. Regal, but it will be on someone's. Um, later in the evening, post-main event, which we'll talk about here shortly, Karrion Cross is shown with an unconscious William Regal, Samoa Joe standing in the ring, very upset about the situation. This has to lead to Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross. Yeah, I, I don't see any way that it can't. I... I know last night on our show here, we spent a lot of time talking about, oh, maybe Jeff Hardy would be involved. And I suppose that's still a road you can go down, but they didn't acknowledge that in any capacity, really. Like, I, I think I think at one point, maybe one of the announcers said something about how Cross was having a rough week because of something with um, Jeff Hardy. But they didn't they really didn't acknowledge it the way that, you know, maybe we kind of hope for, you know, continuity sake. Correct. Um, again, I think this has to lead to Samoa Joe from the very perspective. Karrion Cross has pretty much ran through everybody else in NXT. So here's my question, though. Is, yep. this, is this a return for Joe? Like, full-time kind of return? Or is this like he's getting a one? 
Like, does he have a shot to get one last match out there? Or what do you think? I think that this is going to be very kid gloves with Joe. Okay. Kind of very Brian-esque, where it was like, okay, you're cleared, but we're going to be very careful with you to start. Yeah. Even like Edge's return originally. Prove, Prove to us that you can get through this match. And then the next match, and then the next match, and then maybe we'll peel back the layers a little bit and let it expand. But I think this is going to be very, very cautious. Um, and it's not something that should be taken very lightly. Um, no, not know, at all. I know with the, the head and neck injuries that Joe has had and is it, and probably the side effects that he's being uh, affected by now, I think you have to be very cautiously optimistic when it comes to any kind of longevity from Samoa Joe. One bump the wrong way, one turn the wrong way, yes. one plancha the wrong way that he, he lands awkwardly, and that might be the, the, the end of Joe. Yeah, no, it's definitely true. But that, there's also a realm, though, where, I mean, for him to be able to get cleared at all seems like a small miracle because I think we all kind of figured if he was going to be able to get cleared, he would have ended up in AEW before he would have ended up back in WWE. So, you know... Is there a world where maybe this leads to a second act for him on Raw or SmackDown or something like that? See, I think at this point, if I'm Joe, and I think maybe this is maybe this is why he's not in AEW. Maybe the maybe the phone call was, "Hey, come back. We'll try to get you cleared. If not, you'll have a permanent role in NXT, and we'll take care of you." Okay. And Joe put his family in front of. You know, and I'm going to say this selfishly. He's going to put it. He's going to put his family in front of the fans. I mean, I don't think that's selfish. I think that's the right decision. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying from a fan perspective. Oh, sure, yeah. Selfishly, he's going to put his own family ahead of us. Which, yeah. as a as a father of three, make sure your family's okay, Joe. We still love you. We still thank you for the memories. If that was really it. Right. Exactly. So it's one of those where I almost feel like. Maybe this is Joe just making sure that his family's taken care of for the rest of their life or the extended future. Right. Knowing that if he couldn't get cleared, he would have this role in NXT. He'd basically be the second to William Regal, and he could be a game changer on the managerial side and then potentially even on the booking side and the agent side of the perspective from NXT. Right, right. If he becomes a full-time wrestler again, I do not want him anywhere except for NXT. Fair. I don't that, necessarily – yes, I don't necessarily believe that there's anything on the main roster that he could achieve right now with the exception of winning a world title. And let's be fact of the matter, he's not beating Roman Reigns and he's probably not beating Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I agree. So from a fan perspective, I think Joe could have a lot of really good matches with some people in NXT versus some up-and-comers. So I'm necessarily not all in on him not going past NXT. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I can agree with that. All right, main event of the evening for the NXT Women's Championship. We saw Raquel Gonzalez retain over Zia Lee. Um, who's next for Raquel? Because we're kind of in the same situation that we were in with the Raw brand until Nikki, almost superhero, won the, the, the Raw Women's title. Who's next for, the, for, for them? Now who's next for Raquel? Because the reality of the situation is let's look at the women's division right now. Shanti Black, gone. Uh, Dakota Kai is her running mate. Uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell seem like they want the NXT Women's Tag Title slash they want to intervene on Indy and Dexter Loomis's 
existential weird love thing. I don't know what it right. is. Uh, it's kind of weird. Um, so when you look at the NXT women's division, I necessarily don't know what's next for Rafael Gonzalez. Where are Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart? Uh, Shotzi is now on the SmackDown roster with Tegan. Is she really? Yes, they actually have a shot at the women's tag titles that they won on uh, Friday night's episode of SmackDown, I believe. Ember I, I is still did not there. Realize that. Yes, Ember is still there. I think necessarily that she's going to be the one that they go to next. I mean, she makes the most sense. That I agree with. But I think she's the one that definitely is the next in line. But if Raquel Gonzalez beats her, just where do you go from there? Who's next? I mean, do they have any women? And you're you're more up on this stuff than I am usually. Do they have any women kind of like in the? I don't know, like in the wings, like people who aren't on TV yet necessarily. Who? Well, the only the only thing that I could think, and, and again, let's mention Tony Storm is now moving to SmackDown as well. Right. That's another that's another certified ring name that that is gone from the NXT Women's Division. What about um, bringing over like Katie Lee? I mean, she's not UK champion Kaylee, anymore, Kaylee, right? Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray. Oh uh, yeah. That's actually who I was going to say. I think it might be her potentially, and this is something that I necessarily don't know that they're going to do because of the travel restrictions right now. If at all possible, I would bring over the end boss. I would bring over Miko Satomura. I mean, I think that the travel restrictions, to be honest, from what I understand, are being, like, kind of slowly lifted. So I don't yes. know if that's impossible. I don't know. So I'm not saying that it's impossible. I'm saying it may be a more difficult thing to do, especially with Satomura maybe not wanting to relocate, even on a temporary basis, to the United States. Right. It may make it more difficult from that perspective. If Satomura would move over to the States for six months and put it on a package on NXT, we wouldn't be having this conversation because then I would obviously say that the next person in line should be Miko Satomura. And I think that that match would be an absolute fucking fire banger. Oh, yeah. Anything involving Miko Satomura, you can just shut up and take my money. Right, exactly. No, she's someone who... I mean, I love that she's been on the UK brand. I can't say that I've watched much of it, as as you know. But Correct. I love that she's there. I love that she's in the company. You know, I remember her working with Chikara and stuff like that. You know, she's mm-hmm. awesome. I if, if I had her in my back pocket, she certainly wouldn't be only in my back pocket. Correct. Another name that could maybe be a card to play in the not-so-distant future, the artist formerly known as Bea Prisley, a.k.a. Blair Davenport. She's somebody on the UK roster that if she decides that she wants to come over to the States would be an added breath of fresh air to the women. Isn't she with Will Ospreay? That is Will Ospreay's girlfriend, I believe. I I feel like since there's very little chance that he's coming over to America, I don't know that I see. I mean, unless, could you imagine if they signed him? Uh, We got to get, we got to get him healthy before we worry about that. Well, yeah, true, true. We got to get his neck back together. Once we get his neck back together. I wouldn't say – at this point, never say never with anything involving uh, professional wrestling, I think. Yeah, fair. If they rebuild um, him, he may come. That's very factual. Um, let's talk about what else happened on the NXT show. The Diamond Mind, Roderick Strong, and Tyler Rust took on – who was it? Bobby Fish and Kushida? Yes. That was actually a really good match. I watched most of that one. I did not get to watch that. Who won that match? Um, wow. Put me on the spot, why don't you? Pretend I was paying attention. Um, I believe the Diamond Mine won, which totally makes sense. Yeah, I was going to say, if it wasn't them, then what the fuck are they doing with them? Yeah, I, you know, after the really awesome debut, 
Like, I, I like that they're obviously still very much involved, but they're not exactly, I don't know, like, like this, they're not exactly positioning Roddy as a main eventer and, you know. This feels I mean, very no maybe, remorse. Maybe corpse. they'll build them towards, like, the tag titles or something. I really don't know. This feels very no remorse corpse. Uh, yes, it does. Only with a lack of Rocky Romero. Correct. Factually correct. Um, we also saw Cool Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, he won a match against someone. I don't remember who it was. Oh, really he awkward. won a match against Austin Theory. Oh, that's right. It's your boy. Yeah. No, I actually really enjoyed that match. And I enjoyed kind of the storyline that they were going for, too. O'Reilly wins via submission. Uh, of note, uh, PW Insider, which is who I was reading the results to keep myself updated while I was at work, said that Kyle O'Reilly held on to the submission a little bit longer after the bell rang. Yeah. I, I kind of, you know, not for nothing, but of all the people, and I know, like, obviously, we just got done saying Bobby Fish was in that tag match and everything, but of all the people from Undisputed Era, it kind of feels like Fish is the one who, like, has really not that much going on. You want to know why? Because he's Bobby Fish? Because how much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? Right. <laughs> it's a question I don't think we're going to answer in the next two minutes and 15 seconds. Probably not. Uh, also on the show, we saw, I think there was, what the fuck did I see? Oh, breakout tournament match between Odyssey Jones and the for, former Harlem Bravado. Is that who that was? Andre Chase. Oh, man. I never yeah, that, needed to see the Bravados again in my life. He actually looks a lot better. I mean, yeah, I didn't recognize him, so I guess that's I mean, he's, he's also not wearing the cardigan sweater that his grandmother knit him and his brother. Right. So I think anything's better than that perspective. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I like the things that NXT did tonight. I think that there was a, a very forward step in the progression of what they're going to do next. I mean, I know we talked last night about, oh, what does NXT do? Are they going to do something with the title? I think it's very factual that it's going to be Karrion Cross and, and Samoa Joe. Um, the tag team, MSK, it looks like they're going to get a, a match with Imperium. As Eichner and Barthel had a recorded uh, video that played during the MSK promo. Yeah. Uh, the North American title looks like it's going to be defended between Hit Row Records, Isaiah Swerve Scott, and Legato Del Fantasmo's Santos Escobar, which yeah. that match is going to be an absolute fucking banger. Yeah. And, you know, so look, we've only we got less than a minute left here, so we're not going to get into a full conversation about this. But I just want to say... I kind of think it's really interesting and I wouldn't be mad at in the future if takeovers continued to be the night after the big WWE event, because for such a long time, it's felt like, you know, takeover sets the bar on mm-hmm. Saturday night and then WWE's show hardly ever is able to compare. So at least this year, like SummerSlam isn't working against the eight ball from the start. Facts. All right. I well, we only got like 20 hard. seconds left. All right, so we'll do our plugs. Uh, you can follow Joe on Twitter at JLo Shugga. You can follow me on Twitter at They Call Me Burn. Follow the show at Take the Number Three Wrestling. Uh, as for the other guy, we're not plugging his shit tonight. He didn't show up, so uh, <laughs> deuces. Uh, until, hey, if you, uh, if you like seeing shirtless photos of me, you should follow me on Instagram. Oh, yeah, follow him on Instagram. Uh, he'll share the link to that on his Twitter if I can show him how to do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so tomorrow night, it will probably more than likely be Ernest and Joe as they discuss AEW Dynamite. Uh, and then we'll have our normal show on Thursday, obviously, where we'll have some fun stuff taking place. So until tomorrow, guys, we will see you on the other side. That's Joe. I'm Mike. Have a good night.
Living in Florida is paradise. Until your AC breaks down and it's hot outside, remember the name Seacoast Air Conditioning. They offer service in hours, not days. Some AC companies will take a message and be slow to respond only to find out they can't come to your house for several days. At Seacoast AC, they answer the phone, show up on time, and fix the problem right the first time. Seacoast AC, family owned and operated on the Treasure Coast for over 38 years. Seacoast AC. Comfort crisis? Don't roast. Call Seacoast. The value is high and the rates are low. Come on in to the Honda Summer Sales Event at your Southwest Florida Honda dealers. Honda is KBB.com's best value brand for the seventh consecutive year. And 0% financing is back for up to 48 months on select new models. Act now and lock in 0% financing on new 2021 models such as Pilot, Passport, and HRV. Or financing as low as 1.9% on Honda bestsellers, including new 2021 Accords, Civics, and CRVs. Save even more with model year and pricing on every new 2021 Honda in stock. Shop our complete inventories and take a virtual test drive on our full line of new Hondas at SouthwestFloridaHondaDealers.com. Don't miss the Honda Summer Sales Event. Hurry to one of your Southwest Florida Honda dealers today. Coconut Point Honda, Jermaine Honda of Naples, Honda of Fort Myers, and Norm Reeves Honda Superstore of Port Charlotte. For details, call 888-225-1964. 888-225-1964.